Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, how are you doing today? <laughs> doing today. That was weird. Yeah, we're doing well. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, this is my first week back at my visual effects job. I've been away for a month and a half or so. Back to being a working stiff. Yeah, back to being a working stiff. But the good news is that I just got this brand new pair of dress shoes that I both that I sent both of you a picture of when I got them Mm -hmm. because I was so stoked about them. So I'm like, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Jace basically found his soulmate of shoes. He's mm-hmm. he's very much a shoe oriented person in his sexuality <laughs> and yeah. dating preferences. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Like the way that people swipe left or right through other people, I do with shoes. Yeah. No, not not really. That's probably an inaccurate description of me, but these shoes were my soulmates, though. Like it was love at first sight. I saw that them soulmate. at a store. I wasn't, and here it's just like in real life. I wasn't looking for them. I was looking for a different <laughs> kind of shoe when I mm. saw these, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Wow. And then you know, no, they're the on. one. But what if it was like a shoe rom com where it's like actually you hated the shoes at first, and the shoes hated you, mm. but you had to work together on a work project, and there was all this tension, like this creative tension and also sexual tension, and then till finally, you and the shoes, you realized, and the shoe became one. Yeah, that you could love each other, and then rom com. No, that is what happened though, because like long ago, I was like, you know what makes sense for me is slip on shoes because I go to Japan a lot. You gotta take your shoes on and off. And then I was just like, I hate slip-on shoes. They all look awful. And I bought some and I was like, I hate these. And then they started falling apart. And I was like, slip-on shoes are the worst. They never look good. And then I was at this store looking for something totally different. And suddenly I turn around and there's this old lover that I hated called slip-on shoes. I was like, these ones look (laughs) amazing because they're like beautiful, slim wing tips they're like italian crafted with an actual like goodyear welt sole like all there was of like the... like that typical shot of like some slinky saxophone underneath it as you finally fully checked out the line of the shoes yeah yeah so anyway i'm sorry is this a podcast about shoes <laughs> i was yeah i was gonna say <laughs> or is this of a shoes, podcast about god we this should actually talk about the study. bible i think because i think this is getting into idol worship a little bit or maybe some coveting oh. perhaps and we i mean we're in the thick of the ten commandments and so you should know that's no bueno yeah speaking of yeah. idol worship emily do you remember what happened last time actually idol worship believe it or not <laughs> yes in the form of a golden calf not a calf that's on your leg, but a calf that was birthed by a cow 
Yeah. And it was golden. But it was actually birthed by the fire, remember? Aaron was yes. like, I threw the golden in the fire and out popped this golden calf. Yeah, Aaron <laughs> made everyone you know? take off their gold earrings and then he threw those earrings in the fire and then out sprang a golden calf. And then Moses, who told God, like, please don't kill all the people down below. We just, like, followed you out of Israel or out of Egypt into Israel well, we are somewhere. Israel. Israel isn't a thing that Sorry, I don't yet. know. Out of Egypt, into this place that they are. <laughs> and then God was like, okay, fine, Moses. But then Moses came down the mountain mm-hmm. and then threw the Ten Commandments onto the ground. Yeah. He's and like, broke I them threw it on Because the he was so angry. Yeah. And what happened to the people who were, had worshipped the calf? They fell into a chasm or did that just happen in the movie that's the the same thing that happened to me yes that was the ten commandments (laughs) the film with charlton heston that was not what actually happened in the text what happened what happened what happened darker well moses was like whoever's on god's side come hang out with me and it was all the levites and then he was like great kill all the rest of these mofos and they did dang yep all right well that's exciting it was real dark (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So to get through this horrific time in the Bible, uh, what are we drinking? I'm drinking a espresso stout made by Hitachi no Nest, uh, which Ooh. is a, ja- a Japanese craft beer. Yes. One of my favorites. It's the one that has the cute little the cute owls. owls. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. I actually, I just, I found that Hitachi no has like a microbrewery in Akihabara in Tokyo. So I just Apparently, went there. Apparently, like they... The water in Japan is like so good that it's supposed to like taste better than other beers because well, ba- of how I they found make it. That being in Japan, basically Japanese people say that the water is the reason like all of Japan is just better than the rest of the mm-hmm. world, especially the food and the drink. Like yeah. that's what they say is the it's the most popular reason is the food's so good and the beer's so good and the sake so good, yada yada yada, because the water's good. It's Which funny. Maybe it's, it's true. I don't know. It's exactly the same thing with like New York pizza. They're like, it's because of the water. And like Seattle coffee, it's like, oh, it's because of the water. Wait, hang on. How is New York pizza good because of the water? Isn't that's, New York water really they... crappy? No, no, it's not. It's yeah. amazing. Oh. Yeah. You can drink it right from the tap and it's wow. phenomenal. Unless amazing. you're in a building with old pipes so much like the one LA. that I was in and then you can't drink it straight out of the tap. But Well, I don't know yeah. anything about that. Well, are you drinking but, yeah. some phenomenal water, the two of you? I'm drinking some great water that's named whiskey. It's sort of a, a type of water. a type of water, yeah, fire water. Yes, I'm just drinking some bullet bourbon today, kind of an old old standby for me. Yeah, and I am drinking a primitivo, which is an Italian wine. This is an organic one, and I love it. It's really good. Italians really, really know how to make their wine. It must be because of the grapes and the water. It must be the organic water that they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah totally, Italians also totally. made my shoes that I bought. And we've come full there you go. circle. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yes. Here we are. All right, here so, we go. So today we are reading Exodus 33, 34, and 35. And we want to remind... We're getting there, man. We're getting there. Yes. We want to remind all of you to read responsibly and drink responsibly. And you can drink responsibly along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, let's do this thing. Okay, here we go. Exodus 33. Yahweh spoke to Moses. Depart, 
Go up from here, you and the people that you've brought up out of the land of Egypt, to the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your seed. I will send an angel before you. Gosh, Jace, come on. Okay. I will <laughs> no, but it is funny. Too. No, it is too. funny that they call, like, these boys his seed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start Just... using that in my normal life. Like, yeah, you should. There's your my, seed. With my like, you see a man. Yeah, exactly. I'll talk to my sister and be like, how's, how's your seed Yeah. Doing? They'll be like, is your seed uh, doing well? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, to a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of you, for you are a stiff-necked people, lest oh. I consume you in the way. That's really funny. He's like, okay, I'm going to outsource this. I'm going to send you an angel because I am not going to get up all in you because I cannot stand to be around you for two more than 20 minutes. <laughs> I will wow. consume you in the way. I think God's still upset from before. Yeah, right? I get that. Understandably. Definitely. God's like, I need some space. I'm sending my angels instead. Because if I'm around you, I'm just going to get angry and consume you. They're going to be the go-between. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Okay. Well, that's good. Thank you, God, for taking care of yourself so that you don't lash out and hurt someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And we we remember this this stiff-necked expression, right? Yes, of course. No, what is it? What is it? It means stubborn. Yes. Ah, yes. Okay. When the people heard this evil news, they mourned. And no one put on his jewelry. <laughs> like God's jewelry or just like their, their own, own jewelry? I think they, they didn't mourned. put on their own jewelry. Wait, what's the evil part of it? Is is the evil part of it that Yahweh's not going to be up in the midst of them? Is it that it's like you're going to go into these lands that other people are occupying and there's going to be some conflict because you got to drive these people out? Like, I'm confused which part is the evil news. Yeah, it all seems like pretty good news for them overall. Yeah. Ultimately. Well, either way, it's just not not a jewelry kind of day. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. They're no. like, God's not going to come down and see my sweet jewelry. I'm not even going to put it on. What a waste of jewelry. No. Yeah, I'm not impressing anyone. Yeah. Okay. If I can't give God jewelry face, what can I do? Okay. Yahweh said to Moses, "Tell the children of Israel, you are a stiff-necked people. If I were to go up into your midst for one moment, I would consume you. Therefore, Whoa. now take off your jewelry from you, that I may know what to do to you." What does that mean? Okay, okay. Is, okay, hang on, hang on. At first, I thought that Yahweh was like being really responsible with his anger and being like, I need some space and need some time away. But now he's using Moses as the go-between, kind of mm, like... That yeah. sounds about right. When That's pretty in line with people. like how he's been in general. But the take off your jewelry that I may know what to do to you. Now that's a mystery Whoa. if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Whoa. If, if I may, if we're reading this in order here, God's like, I'm not going to be all up in you. I'm going to send my angels and do this stuff. And the people were like, this is terrible news. Like, God's not around. We're not going to wear our jewelry. And then God's like, and don't wear your jewelry because I don't want you to. And I also would consume you. You're bad. Like, I think it's, (laughs) at least here, it seems a little bit reactionary. Like, God's like, yeah, don't wear your jewelry. I told you to. Don't. I don't want you to. I'd buy that. I'd buy that. All right. Okay. The children of Israel stripped themselves of their jewelry from Mount Horeb onward. Now, Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp. <laughs> We're back to tent pitching. Yes. It's been a long time. Can we drink to hey. tent pitching coming back? Yes, of yes. course. We That's can a good drink one. to tent pitching. Toads. Oh, yeah. 
This is good. We're back to the drinking part of this Bible. All right. So he'd pitch it outside the camp, far away from the camp, and he called it the Tent of Meeting. It happened that everyone who sought Yahweh went out to the Tent of Meeting, which was outside the camp. It happened that when Moses went out to the tent, that all the people rose up and stood, everyone at their tent door, and watched Moses until he had gone into the tent. It just happened That's, that way. Okay. okay. It just happened, yeah. <laughs> Coincidence. It happened when Moses entered into the tent that the pillar of cloud descended, stood at the door of the tent, and Wait, spoke with Moses. How can a cloud stand? It, like, well, it's a pillar what else of you cloud. Say? It's a pillar. Right. A pillar stands, right? Yeah. Kind of like the way a tree stands. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know how it speaks to Moses. That's a good question, but but yeah, yeah I think this it is has the before. Or is it one cool. of the angels? Because the angels have been pillars before. Right? I guess like we'll find out. And we'll find out. Okay. Yes. All okay. Right. All the people saw the pillar of cloud stand at the door of the tent, and all the people rose up and worshipped. Everyone at their tent door. Yahweh spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Oh, I'm getting real close. Yeah, right. yeah. They have such a good bond, the two of them. Yeah, they do. He turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, 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 son of Nun, a young man, didn't depart out of the tent. <gasps> Wait, Joshua. what? The son of Nun, 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 Nunya, uh-huh. Nunya, yeah, Joshua. A young man didn't depart out of the tent. Okay. Like the tent of meeting? Okay. Moses said to Yahweh, Behold, you tell me, bring up this people, and you haven't let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways, that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. Oh, what exactly is Moses asking for here? Yeah. Wait, is it Moses or is it God who's yeah, saying Moses this? Moses is saying this to Yahweh. Okay. He's he's saying, like, I think Moses is a little out of sorts here. I feel like Moses is trying to be like, I need some help. Like, you got to get an intense more night, man. Here. He, it's a very intense week from the sound of it. Yeah. Okay. He said, which I think Yahweh said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. He said to him, I think Moses to Yahweh. Yes, it's confusing. (laughs) They really could have made this a little bit more clear. If your presence doesn't go with me, don't carry us up from here. For how would people know that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Isn't it that you go with us so that we are separated, I and your people, from all the people who are on the surface of the earth? I see. uh, So Moses is like, you need to be here with us so that other people know that like, we have Yahweh on our side. Yeah. And we're special people. He's like, I know God and you everyone said else does needed. Matter. Yeah. He's like, you needed your space, but like, it doesn't look good Too to bad. everyone else. So, like, we it's kinda... like, like, I mean, Yahweh, I feel like it's time we make this Facebook official or at least Instagram official. Like, I need some mm. social proof here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No one believes that we're actually together if you refuse to oh, I see. be a part of you my You got to make it Facebook a fish. Yes. Right. I think that's what's going on. Because if we're okay. going to run in and like take over people's lands and conquer them, if they don't mm. see I'm with you, then we're the bad guys. That's and true. We can't be or they, the bad guys. they don't, you know, they severely underestimate us. Yeah. Okay. Yahweh said to Moses, I will do this thing also that you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. He said, I think Moses said, please show me your glory. 
he said. I'm pretty sure Yahweh said. I will Yahweh show you said. mine if you show wow. me yours. <laughs> <laughs> I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim the name of Yahweh before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Um, <laughs> That's like okay. the most non-committal That's, answer. It really I know. Is. What a, in really sound logic here, God. It's like Moses is trying to get Yahweh into a committed relationship and Yahweh's like, well, you know, I mean, like, I, we can be together. Like, it's fine, but I mean, I mean, like, we can be together. I don't know if that means, like, together, together. But it's like, we can be together. Like, we can be, like, next to each other. Like, that's fine. Like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, I don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Moses okay. is like, you know. uh, okay, but we're together, right? And he's like, well, we're I'm... Toge- but, like... I'm together with the people I'm together with, and I'm not together with the people I'm not together with, so... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yahweh. Okay. <laughs> He said, I'm pretty sure still Yahweh speaking. Yep. You cannot see my face, for man may not see me and live. Whoa. Yahweh also said, behold, there is a place by me and you shall stand on the rock. It will happen while my glory passes by that I will put you in a cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand and you will see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So wait a minute, not even... Yeah. yeah, Moses it's... can't even see God's face, or else he'll be disintegrated, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, I think something so. like that. Yeah, yeah. I but, like but... this like giant hand coming out and like covering Moses Just, and like, being like crams no. him into this nook and cranny in the rock. Yeah, and... yeah. I'm picturing really God as like this glowing golden, you know, sun Boy. energy, like glowing fiery thing, and like this Titan walking by in the valley and like puts his hand out and covers Moses and walks by and then does, you know, does wow. his walk away. And Moses is like, I hate to see you go, Whoa. but I'd love to watch you leave or something like that. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> wow. All right. Well, that was the end of that chapter. Yeah. Mm. Gosh. Okay. This is I kind like... of a lot of buildup. Yeah. yeah. I like this. Okay. Here we go. We're continuing on with Exodus 34. Yahweh said to Moses, Chisel two stone tablets like the first, and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. <laughs> Wait, seriously? <laughs> Legit? Which, <laughs> which you let's broke. Not, let's not Dick. forget what happened, okay? I'm willing to rectify this, but like, you cannot forget that this is your fault, okay? I just gave you those, and you broke them. Yeah. Uh, Wow, this is why we're not actually together together. Yeah. (laughs) Be ready by the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain. No one shall come up with you. Neither let anyone be seen throughout all the mountain. Neither let flocks nor herds feed before the mountain. He chiseled two tablets of stone like the first. And Moses rose up early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai, as Yahweh had commanded him, and took in his hand two stone tablets. In one hand? Dang. Moses had big grip, you know? Yeah. He had big paws. Very big paws, exactly. Yahweh descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of Yahweh. So Yahweh was like, hey, he comes in, like this cloud flows down. It's just like, oh, uh, this is... This is, this is Yahweh. Yahweh. If you yeah. didn't, if you didn't Yahweh. know, this is Yahweh. Yeah. <laughs> Yahweh passed by before him and proclaimed, Yahweh, Yahweh, <laughs> a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger, 
uh, and oh, abundant yeah. <laughs> bullshit on you, Yahweh, right there. But Love sure, anger whatevs. and abundant in loving kindness and truth. What is the loving? My loving kindness as a one thing together. I think it's a translation thing. It's probably a word that means loving kindness. Means not just love, not just kindness, but both loving of them kindness. together. Okay. Yes, right, okay. right. Keeping loving kindness for thousands, forgiving iniquity and disobedience and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting uh-huh. the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the children's children on the third and on the fourth generation. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't need to get too serious with this, but like, Yahweh just reminds me of an abusive boyfriend, honestly. Like... He wants to be like, I'm really cool. I'm really great. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you make me mad, I'm not responsible for what happens. But like, I'm great, right? I'm compassionate. I'm kind. Like, you know that. And also all of your family and all of the family to come. Where he's literally like, oh, yeah, I'm slow to anger. I forgive sin, but. That doesn't mean you're not guilty. Is what he said. That's literally what he said. He said, forgiving iniquity and disobedience and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty. Like, that's. It's like there's. Okay, maybe abusive boyfriend is too harsh. Maybe it's an identity crisis of. Mm. This is. Okay, this is the thing. Yahweh knows. He's like, okay. I don't want anyone to worship any other gods. So it's got to be monotheistic, right? But like in the past, if you have a polytheistic culture, it's like you can have the one God that's very loving and kind and compassionate all the time. Uh, And you can have the one God who's more hmm. of like the righteous anger judgment God. And you can have the one God who is like going to provide for all the people. But now that Yahweh has to take on all those things, he's like, I somehow have to check all these boxes. So wow, you're saying, this is, uh, yeah, God yeah, is, I, I think know I know what, what you're saying. saying. God is a single parent who's trying oh. to figure out how to play all the roles. Oh, whoa. That's, that's pretty good. That's not where I thought you were headed, Jace, but whoa. <laughs> whoa. Okay. All right. Let's see. The third and fourth generation. Yes. Moses hurried and bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. He said, if I have now found favor in your sight, Lord, Please let the Lord go in the midst of us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us for your inheritance. He said, I'm assuming Yahweh, Behold, I make a covenant. Before all your people, I will do marvels, such as have not been worked in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among which you are shall see the work of Yahweh. For it is an awesome thing that I do with you. <laughs> okay. Come on, man. Like, you've made it rain frogs and blood and firstborn people dying and all this. Like, give yeah. it to me. Okay. Observe that which I command you this day. Behold, I drive out before you the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Peritzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Be careful lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going, lest it be for a snare in the midst of you. Oh, so he's even like, no diplomacy. This is a no diplomacy run. Like, only destruction and invasion and and murder. Yes. Yes. But you shall break down their altars and dash in pieces their pillars, and you shall cut down their asherim. Oh, dear. I'm going to look that up. Keep going. Okay, look Keep it going. up. Cut down there, Asherim. For you shall worship no other god. For Yahweh, whose name is Jealous, 
is a jealous god. Wait a minute. Yahweh's name is also jealous? Uh, I think it's like jealousy is my middle name, I think is kind of what it's. <laughs> oh, I see. I see how this is. Asherim, where, uh, according to Wikipedia, cult objects related to the worship of the fertility goddess Asherah, who was the consort of either Baal, who we will see show up later on. Um, right. And... Uh, Wait. This is really awkward and not very becoming oh, of God, quite Hold frankly. On. What? Hold the phone. Okay. What are you telling me, Wikipedia? <laughs> what, oh. what, what is Wikipedia telling you? I mean, okay. or should we save this? Okay, yes. Cult objects related to the worship of the fertility goddess Asherah, who is the consort of either Baal or, as inscriptions from the Kuntalit Arjud and the Kerbat El Kom attest, or the consort of Yahweh. Hey. Um, and thus objects of contention among competing cults. Wow. Wow. That's that's interesting. Okay. That brings up a lot of questions. Yeah, we might have to dig into that more in some bonus content at some point. Except that later on, like in Deuteronomy, it states that Yahweh hated the Asherim. Maybe they had so like a like bad breakup X. or something. Yeah. 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 It was, oh my God. Mm. It was an ex. <gasps> yep. This whole story is just coming out. Yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. He does say that he's a jealous God. Yeah. yeah. He really is the bad boyfriend and the single parent and all these other things. <laughs> so a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. So continuing on, don't make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, lest they play the prostitute after their gods and oh, sacrifice dang. to their gods. And one call you and you eat of his sacrifice and you take of their daughters to your sons and their daughters play the prostitute after their gods and make your sons wow, play the prostitute after their gods. So, okay, is playing the prostitute, does that mean, like, you're promiscuous in your worship? Like, you're hopping around amongst a bunch of different gods? Mm, interesting. Think that's what it means. Can we look up uh, what the message says about playing the prostitute? <laughs> I love how, like, we just consult the message Bible as, like... We need many other Bibles, be... but the message is always the one that is the most interesting to me. Right. It's pretty funny, at the very least. Well, I do like that that, that one has definitely, like put a lot of work into making it legible and, and understandable. Exactly. And... Sure. This is just so interesting. Gosh, like it really is telling people. I mean, I, I when I think of like missionary work, it uh -huh. is really like telling people like, hey, this is the only type of God that is allowed to be worshipped. And even all these people out there that don't love me and don't worship me, like kill their you know, idols and yeah, it's do, a, you it's do a bad zero, things to them. Yeah, it's a zero tolerance policy for like yeah. any religion other than this That's, one. Yeah. Yikes. All right, let me give wow. you the message Bible here. It says, All right. there's sort of a dot, dot, dot leading up to this one is, marry your sons to their women, women who take up with any convenient god or goddess and will get your sons to do the same thing. Any That's a much like one. gentler way of putting that. But I like that another translation that comes up a bunch in like the New Standard Bible and the American Standard Version and other things is saying that they might play the harlot with their gods and cause your Ooh. sons also to play the harlot with their gods. Ooh. I do. Wow. I do like that one. Wow, it's sort amazing. Of, yeah, the New Living Translation says. 
They will seduce your sons to commit adultery against me by worshiping other gods. So, like, is Yahweh, like, the bitter, divorced husband who is cheated on, Hmm. you think? Hmm. Who also happens to be a single parent at the same time? Just so many things happen to Yahweh. Yeah, so many archetypes. Yeah, I mean, God's trying to be a lot of things. I do think, though, it's interesting, though, that at least for me growing up Christian, and I imagine for you too, Dedeker, it was, there always had to be this picture of God being this sort of benevolent father figure type character who's always good. And I think that, that, that what we keep getting in, in reading this is that like, it's not like saying, Oh, God's supposed to be this good thing. And obviously he's not. It's like, no, I don't think he was ever intended to be this bastion of like like goodness and fatherly love, at least in the sense that we think of it in modern day, at least not in the old Testament. Then what do you think he is exactly? He just is like this supreme being that can do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, if you think about it, like you think about other mythologies, right? Like if you think about Norse mythology or Greek or Roman mythology, that like their gods, none of them were like pure good guys or bad guys. Sure. Right? Like, like Hades. They're all very human. Like Hades wasn't a bad guy. He was, you know, he fell in love at one point and, you know, felt shitty about his lot in life and you know whatever like they're all very very human i guess yeah for lack of a better word and i get i guess i get that from this and i know we're kind of making fun of this this situation here but i do think it's interesting that just reading this i'm like yeah you know what i think this idea of this father figure or like this king or ruler or or whatever who's supposed to be a good guy isn't really in the text it's more about mm. like this is just the reality of these people and who they believed their deity was and they didn't worship him just because they thought he was nice but just he was the one they had you know he was mm. the one who chose their people and these were the things that he wanted which was monogamy god 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 nog- monogamy mon, mon, mon- god mo- god Godgamy. Monotheism is the word we came up with <laughs> yeah okay All anyway right. sorry phil- philosophy okay And right, make your sons play prostitute after their gods. You shall make no cast idols for yourself. I cannot be clear enough about this one. You've already screwed this up. Well, this was Aaron specifically who did. I'm surprised they didn't kill Aaron. I'm surprised too. But he dodged responsibility, remember? He was like, oh, just the fire calf popped out. What can I do? Did God not know that he was a lying liar? I mean, I don't, yeah. Whoever wrote this book knew. Yes. yes. (laughs) You're right. Right, right. Remember they threw in that coda at the end of the last chapter where they're like, but actually it was Aaron who made it. (laughs) Right. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah. Fascinating. (laughs) Interesting. You shall keep the feast of unleavened bread. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread as I (sighs) commanded you at the time appointed in the month Abib. For in the month Abib you came out of Egypt. What's Abib? Which month? It's that month. It's that month. It doesn't, the Jewish calendar doesn't exactly line up to our Gregorian 12-month calendar, so it's a All little right. hard to Yeah, that's say. fine. Yeah. But it's the yeah, month where they fine. came out of Egypt. All that opens the womb is mine, and all your cattle that is male, the firstborn of cow and sheep, the firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, and if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. 
Wow. Jeez, what? Gosh. We ca- just freaking animal abuse all over the place here, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gosh. We did get this before, like the whole thing of like having to redeem certain yes. animals with other animals and such. All the firstborn of your sons you shall redeem. No one shall appear before me empty. What does this mean, redeem again? You got to make a sacrifice. Yeah. You got to kill something else to not have to kill that thing. Is that kind of, it's kind of like a one in one out policy on yeah. living in this tribe, it seems. But God has some sort of clear orders about, you know, what what's worth enough to count for exactly. a certain thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those were kind of explained earlier. Yeah. 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 The specifics of it. Six days you shall work. But on the seventh day, you shall rest in plowing time and in harvest, you shall rest. So he's like, even during the busy times, you still have to rest on that seventh day. You shall observe the feast of weeks with the first fruits of wheat harvest and the feast of harvest at the year's end. Three times in the year, all your males shall appear before the Lord Yahweh, the God of Israel. For I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your borders. Neither shall any man desire your land when you go up to appear before Yahweh, your God, three times in the year. So like while you're doing this, no one's going to like take over your shit. Right. No one's going to. Yeah. yeah, No one's going to be opportunistic. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread. Ew. Neither. (laughs) Is he like gluten intolerant, you think? Is that why? (laughs) More like (laughs) yeast intolerant. Yeast intolerant. Yeah. Yeah. Allergy to yeast. Yeast is God's weakness. It's his kryptonite. That's what it is. Unleavened, unleavened. Yeah. That's why he's really into just like meat. Yeah. He's like only meat or or leavened bread, nothing else. I mean unleavened bread. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'm confused. Uh so she shall not offer the blood of the sacrifice with leavened bread, ew. Neither shall the sacrifice of the feast of the Passover be left to the morning. It's sort of a recap of earlier. It is. Yeah. We're doing mm-hmm. a lot of recaps these yeah. days. Well, that's a lot of this book, yeah. quite frankly. Oh, gosh, I lost my place. Oh, yeah. You shall bring the first of the first fruits, the first of the first fruits of the ground to the house of Yahweh, your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. That one again. Gotta reiterate that one for good measure. Ugh. Yahweh said to Moses. Oh, this is what's going on. uh, Yahweh, uh he's making the new tablets and Yahweh's like, okay, I got to go over this stuff again. Stuff that you destroyed because Um. we didn't. Because you broke it, Moses. Because Do you, you remember when you broke it? Yeah. No, I remember. Yeah. And so now we need to sit here and take time to review it and write it down all over again a second time. Hashtag thanks, Moses. Yahweh said to Moses, write you these words, for in accordance with these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. He was there with Yahweh 40 days and 40 nights. Again? Again, yeah. He neither ate bread nor drank water. Only He'd be toadstead. Only beer. God's Maybe he drank him. wine. Oh, yeah, you're right. He wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. It is funny, too, because God was like, yeah, bring these tablets up. I'll write on them. And then here we are, like Moses is writing it again, like we predicted last time. <laughs> I feel like I'm having deja vu, though. Like this yeah. whole thing just happened. Why is it happening again? Yeah, it's like... Because they messed up the first time. Yeah. Watch. Moses is going to throw these ones on the ground, too. Aaron's <laughs> like, and then this golden frog hopped out. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
he wrote down the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. It happened when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mountain, that Moses didn't know, didn't know that the skin of his face shone by reason of his speaking with him. Oh, so he has a shiny what? face? He's like glowing. He's glowing, I think. Shown by reason of his speaking with him. So like it's shining because he spoke to Yahweh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a shiny face. Yeah. When Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. (laughs) Oh, shiny face. Yeah. Like, Moses, do you want some blotting papers? <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Like, you got to wash your face. I know you've been up there forever, but we. Yeah. Not eating or drinking the whole time. Yeah. Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke to them. Okay, that was sort of anticlimactic. He called yeah. to them, and then they came back. Okay. Afterward, like, hey. afterward, all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them all of the commandments that Yahweh had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. He's like, all right, this is going to sound really familiar, but protocol, I have again, to go guys. through it again. I know y'all know the drill, but we just, we got to go through it. Yeah. Sit tight. <laughs> when Moses was done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face because he was still glowing, <laughs> I guess. He was like, whoa, yeah. my face, I just saw it. It's really bad. I got to put a veil on. <laughs> But when Moses went in before Yahweh to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. In the tent, I guess. What? In the tent of meeting. And he came out and spoke to the children of Israel that which he was commanded. (laughs) The children of Israel saw Moses' face, that the skin of Moses' face shone. And Moses put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. Wait, so... Does Moses have a permanently shiny face now where he has to cover it up each time? It's like a glow-in-the-dark face that charges up when he talks to Yahweh. And Yahweh is the light that charges up his face, and then it glows. I see. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That is so strange. Yeah. So, okay, I do remember this story. It jogged my memory reading this. I do remember learning about this in elementary school. Did you? About Moses' shiny face. But I thought that, like, it was a one-time thing. And now I'm worried, like, does he have a permanently shiny face now? And he has to, like, I mean, I guess we'll find out. I never thought of it that way. But it's like, maybe he's just got this upgraded, quote-unquote, upgraded shiny face. (laughs) Which actually causes him great distress, and so he has to, like, <laughs> cover it constantly. Everybody. Oh, ah. man. I don't know. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And that was the end of that chapter. Yes, it was. Well, Emily, you ready to take us, take us home here? Yes, let's do this. Exodus 35. Moses assembled all the congregation of the children of Israel and said to them, These are the words which Yahweh has commanded that you should do them. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day there shall be a holy day for you, a Sabbath of solemn rest to Yahweh. Whoever does any work in it shall be put to death. Gosh. Yikes. Like, what if, like, a weed needed to be whacked or something? No, no, no. No weed whacking. 
No okay. weed whacking. How wow. many times do we have to repeat this until you understand? Okay. This is why Yahweh's right. like, I got to say this six times. Is because Emily lay comes on along the and bed. is like, what about the weeds? <laughs> Just like lay down, have a siesta all day. Yeah, like, don't yeah. even look at the weeds. Just don't even. Don't Just even. Just you freaking will die. chill is what God said. Yeah, exactly. You shall kindle no fire throughout your habitations on the Sabbath day. What if they get cold? Too bad. Yeah. No fires. Wow. What did I tell light you? It, light it the put, day on, before. put on another freaking sweater and don't touch the thermostat. He really is a divorced dad. I'm telling you. Yeah. Gosh, this is, oh boy. This is something. Oh all boy. right. Uh huh. Everyone's like, "Geez, okay, wow, gosh, okay." Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying. This is the thing which Yahweh commanded, saying, take from among you an Wait. offering to Yahweh. Oh, I what? see. I see. I see. This is Moses quoting Yahweh. Okay, sorry. I was confused by everyone saying, saying, saying. Are you confused? I mean, are you just constantly confused? Basically, Because yes. this happens constantly. Yes, I am constantly <laughs> okay. confused about who's speaking when. Yeah, especially when they're like, he said, and he said, yeah. and he said, and he said. It's like, who he? Okay. <laughs> Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, this is the thing which Yahweh commanded, saying, take from among you an offering to Yahweh. Whoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it. Yahweh's offering, gold, silver, brass, blue, purple, scarlet, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins dyed red. Sea cow hides? No! We've Acacia already been wood. here. I'm having We've already vu. been this here is... with the sea cow hides. It is deja this vu. This entire... It's... This entire episode is deja vu. This is like Groundhog's Day. I feel yeah, like I know. I feel like we're living the same Bible again. I'm pretty sure that Moses is Bill Murray right now, and Moses is just like, "I'm doing this again. We got to get through this." Well, but like, how are we going to make what's her face fall in love with us? Maybe Andy McDowell is Andy a God. McDowell, that's who it is. I would totally buy Andy McDowell as God. No wonder she looks so young and like beautiful all the time. She must be God. She is okay. one yeah. gorgeous woman. Okay. Blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ramskin dye, red sea cow hides, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate. Okay. What? So they haven't even literally making another breastplate. No, they haven't made okay, it yet because no. that all got they smashed made before. Did they he, still not make it? I no, they can't. Made. He cannot be repeating all those specific instructions. They can't. This has got to be a recap. Oh where my he's god! Like, Is this just happening? Remember that he can't. No, we can't. No, no I'm I, in denial. We're not. Gonna listen, go I again. we are reading every every single letter of the Bible, <laughs> Dedeker. So it's happening whether you like it or not. No, we're no, no. All right, here no. we go. I think it's it's gonna be a recap. It won't be it won't be a complete re like word it's for a, word. It's, I still got a little ways to go in this yeah. chapter, y'all. You got a ways to go. It's gonna be a thorough recap. Let every wise hearted man among you come and make all that Yahweh has commanded. The tent, its outer covering, its roof its clasps, its boards, its bars, its pillars, and its sockets, the ark and its poles, the mercy seat, the veil of the screen, the table with its poles and all its vessels, and the show bread. The show, <laughs> the I show don't know bread. Showbread. <laughs> What's a show bread? What is a show bread? Like, and this is bread as in B-R-E-A-D, like, like bread that we eat, the unleavened bread, it's for show. 
Yeah, this reminds me of this area in Osaka where Dedeker and I would like to shop, where they had uh-huh. shops that oh, sold to restaurants. Yeah. That would have like all the show like apples, the fake food that yes, you would put out the in the windows. Food. Yeah. I'm trying to look up what the show bread is here because that's just weird. Well, it's got to be the bread that you just set out on the altar to sacrifice to Yahweh. And it's like, no one's going to eat it. It's there for show because it's a sacrifice. Let me hit you up with some. What is the message? Let me hit you up with some options here. Some call it the holy bread. Some call it the bread of the presence. Right. Like God's presence or like little presents that God wraps up and gives to you. No, like the presence of God. Okay. I love this that a number of translations, like the older translations, such as the King James, call it the shoe bread, spelled S H E W bread. Oh, it's very Shakespearean. The shoe bread. It's a really big shoe. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to look up the message now just to be thorough here. And I've already missed it. The message, the bread of the presence. Okay. All right. The lampstand also for the light with its vessels, its lamps, and the oil for the light. And the altar of the incense with its poles, the anointing oil, the sweet incense, the screen for the door at the door of the tent, the altar of burnt offering with this grating of brass, its poles and all its vessels, the basin and its base. Here we go, guys. Yeah, you're doing good. This is great. The hangings of the court, because I feel like this is Moses, how he would say all this. Like, he's like, we're doing this again. And so I'm going to be very crisp and clean. So nobody. I just need to remind you all of the instructions that we lost. And now I need to go back up there and write down all these instructions again so that you can know how to make them and not be slaughtered by Yahweh instantaneously. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Also, I know that part of this was my fault because I threw them on the ground. Whoops. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. The hangings of the court, its pillars, their sockets, and the screen for the gate of the court, the pins of the tent, the pins of the court, and their cords, the finely worked garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron, the priest, who made a little asshole. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office. Jeez. Wow. Okay. All the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. They were like, guys, did you get, like, he was angry up there. Okay. (laughs) They came, everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone whom his spirit made willing, and brought Yahweh's offering for the work of the tent of meeting, for all of its service, and for the holy garments. They came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted, and brought brooches, earrings, signet rings, and armlets. Like a, like a little like arm a Cool armband, yeah. Armlet. All jewels of gold, obviously, because gold is just like the thing now. Even every man who offered an offering of gold to Yahweh, everyone with whom was found blue, purple, scarlet, fine linen, goat's hairs, ramskins dyed red, and sea cow hides brought them. I just happened to find these ramskins dyed red that I had lying around. And sea cow hides, because we're in a desert, but no no problem. They're all over. 
everyone who did offer an offering of silver and brass brought Yahweh's offering, and everyone with whom was found acacia wood for any work of the service brought it. What? Yeah, okay, whatever. The people brought stuff. I don't, I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, that's the point. It's like people brought <laughs> okay. the stuff that Yahweh asked. Cool. Yeah. All the women who were wise-hearted spun with their hands and brought that which they had spun, the blue, the purple, the scarlet, and the fine linen. And the women whose hearts stirred them up in wisdom spun the goat's hair. The rulers brought the onyx stones and the stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate and the spice and the oil for the light, for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense. Okay, wait, hang on. Now I'm getting a vision. This is like the montage, right? Of building oh, the temple. Yeah, oh, I yeah, like yeah. that. I Where like there's that. there's maybe a little bit of an eye of the tiger going on. Everyone's kind of going yeah. through their stuff, trying to find like, oh, I know I have that old blue wash rag that Sylvester I haven't used Sylvester Stallone years. is running and oh, doing gotta stuff. Oh, got to find these ram's hides. Got to, you know, spin this stuff together, do this fine embroidery. Like, okay, it's, it's yeah. a super exciting it's like montage that, like, sequence right it's now. It's the eye of the Yahweh and we're bringing <laughs> our gold and the blue and the purple and the scarlet. Linen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dang it. Can, There's no scarlet. I'm sorry. But, oh, there is scarlet. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Can I just ask this question? May I? I really like missed that these things weren't actually made yet. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that they just were talking about how to make them, but not actually also at the same time giving instructions while someone was doing it. It was only the Ikea instructions. Yeah. So someone was just reading them out loud for a later date. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yes. Here we are. Okay. Because in the Ten Commandments, too, Aaron was wearing that stuff. Was right? he? Oh, was he? Was oh, no. He? Oh, no. no I watched, uh, I don't think he was. Was he not? I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, and that guy at the end whose face gets melted off, he was wearing Aaron's breastplate. The, the breastplate stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. He was wearing it. Yeah. I need to rewatch that I didn't, movie. You got to yeah. rewatch all of them. I rewatched all of them. I highly recommend it. So something I was thinking about too is that, so God gave these instructions before, all the very, very yeah. specific instructions. And he said that, I forget who, what his name was, but he was like, so-and-so from the house so-and-so, I've like blessed them with being good craftsmen and they're going to be the ones who make all this stuff. Well, guess what? Okay. Spoilers, they're going to show up again toward the end of this chapter, so we should keep reading. Well, okay, that might answer my question, because my question was, he wasn't a Levite, as far as I remember, so did he get killed? But apparently not, if we're going to still talk who about Who he? Him. Keep the reading, we'll, we'll get, carpenter? We'll get to it. Yeah, the one who's going to make the, the breastplate and stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Am I at 27? 28? You're at 29. 29? <laughs> 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 okay. The children of Israel brought a free will offering to Yahweh. Every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring for all the work which Yahweh had commanded to be made by Moses. Moses said to the children of Israel, Behold, Yahweh is called by name Bezael, Bezael, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. He has filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of worksmanship, and to make skillful works, to work in gold, in silver, in brass, in cutting of stones for setting, and in carving of wood, to work in all kinds of skillful workmanship, 
He has put his heart that he may teach both he and Olehab, Oholib, Oholiab, the son of Asamak. No, in the it's tribe. definitely not Asamak. I'm sorry. Take that again, please. Ahas. Ah, Just one letter at a time. One letter at a time. Hooked on phonics here. Ah. Ah. Is. Ah. Is. Ah. Ahisamak. Yeah, what? Y'all, can y'all do it better? Come on. Heck no. But oh, well, thank you. You well, you guys are like, try it I again. I just didn't want you to call someone Asimak because it's <laughs> definitely not what it says on the page. Asimak. Asimak. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. Go. That's good. Okay. That's good. Of the tribe of Dan. I can say that. <laughs> he has filled them with wisdom of the heart to work all manner of workmanship of the engraver, of the skillful workman, and of the embroiderer in blue, in purple, in scarlet, and in fine linen, and of the weaver, even of those who do any workmanship, and of those who make skillful works. Is that the end? Yes, the end. Yes. My goodness. That just ha- I don't even know. I don't even know. But like, okay, here's my question from before. So, okay. so this... Oholiab from the tribe of Dan and what was the other guy? Bezalel of the tribe of Judah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Neither of them were in the Levites who were the ones who all came over to Moses' side and like killed a bunch of other people. So I was like, did these people get killed before? Much less like Emily's question of did Aaron, like why didn't Aaron get killed for making the golden calf? So it's just, it just seems like a little weird. It's like, wait, hold on. Like, are we getting all the instructions and doing all this, like after a bunch of people have died and we're all like mourning the deaths of our brothers and friends or what? Like it just, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like we haven't really acknowledged that that I mean, they gloss over so many deaths. I feel like. Yeah, I guess so. You know, like, I guess it's like not even a big thing that these people died. Well, it's, it's yes. kind of like, it's like, well, they deserved it. They worshiped the golden calf. So they got so, killed. They bye-bye. got retribution. So it's like, you can mourn in your own time, but we're not going to, we're not going to spend too much time on giving time and space to that. Yeah, no. I guess so. I guess not. Huh. Wow. Well, that was something. All right. I can't wait to see what happens next, but I really hope it's less recap and a little more action. I hope show. so too. Like that old yeah. uh, Elvis Presley song, you know? A little, a little less, less recap. Little recap, a little more, a little more action. action. Yeah. 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 <laughs> glad glad we all got that. Okay. Uh, oh, we got it. All right. All right. Yeah. See y'all next week. Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including bonus episodes, new series, guest interviews, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Dedeker Winston, and me, Jay Slindgren. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. The theme song for the book of Exodus is Our Story Begins by Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. <laughs>